You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teodi Anderson. It is your worst nightmare. Your pet goes missing. Has this ever happened to you? It happened to me once. Finian got out of the backyard, and I tell you what, it was only five minutes, but it was the longest five minutes of my life. It can happen to anybody. Today's show is all about lost and found pets, what to do if you lose a pet, and what to do if you find one. I'll be chatting with my friend Kathy Evans, who will share her experience in losing her poodle last year. Don't worry, it has a happy ending. We'll tell you more when we come back on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. This is T.O.D. Anderson on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I am welcoming to the program my friend Kathy Evans. Now, Kathy has been training dogs since 1991. She's titled more than five dogs. I think she got her first title in 1994 on a toy poodle. And these titles are in obedience and agility and freestyle and hunting and rally. She's actually in the process of becoming a provisional judge in obedience and also going to pursue becoming a judge in rally as well. And I say all these things not to give Kathy a big head so that she gets all excited, but what I'm doing is telling you that this is a very, very experienced dog person. And yet her dog got away and got lost. And this can happen to anybody. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, he was abused and neglected and that's why he ran away. Kathy's dogs are not abused and they are not neglected. They live the life of Riley. So Kathy, welcome to the program. Thank you. So tell me what happened when Galahad escaped. Well, I was decorating for Christmas and typically for my dogs to go outside, they have to sit at the door and then they get permission to go out. I used a door that I don't normally use, trying to put up a wreath. And they were sitting, and I assumed that they were sitting, but you know, dogs don't generalize. If I don't always go out the same door, they don't realize they have to do the same thing. And so he was so excited about the decorating. I didn't notice it, but I was putting the wreath on the door, and he must have scooted past me. 
The other dogs had gone on about their business because they said, okay, this is no fun. I just have to sit here. So I just didn't even think about it. I just kept on going about my business. I went to let them out to go potty, and I only found two of my three dogs. And he had somehow slipped out, and I didn't even know. And it had been about a half hour since I put that wreath on the door. And that is the worst feeling ever. I remember Finn getting away from me for just a couple minutes, and your just heart drops out of your chest. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I looked all, I looked under beds. So I kept calling his name. It's like going in the closets, because sometimes he locks himself in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he's got to be somewhere in the house. I said, well, did I let him out? So I went looking all around the yard, and I had flashlights calling his name. And no, I just didn't figure out they had gone out the front door. And then I remembered that I had done the wreath. I said, I bet you he scooted out then when I wasn't looking. Oh, that's just scary. So then what happened? Then what did you do? Well, when I realized that he wasn't here, I said, I, I don't know, you, have, you can just panic. So I jumped in the car, went driving around, looking for him in the neighborhood, figuring out, okay, he must be someplace close. And I didn't see him. And it was like 10 o'clock in the evening, so it was dark. So I said, you know, this is stupid. You're looking for a dark-colored dog in the dark. It's just not going to work. So I went back inside and said, what do I do? What do I do? So I went online, and I Googled how to find a lost dog. <laughs> Google is a wonderful thing. And it was a wonderful website. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. But it gave me the step-by-step directions about what to do to find your dog. So I spent the next few minutes making flyers. I t- had a picture of him with a flyer on. And I'd make lots and lots of copies of the flyer. And I took my other dog, who he based best friends with and we went out looking for him and I would call him and that's basically what they said you do you call him and you kind of look in nooks and crannies and uh, I had the flyers and I stuffed them in people's mailboxes and I hung them on, on all the different lampposts and things like that but that's exactly what they said you should do I had my other dog with me because he looked he was kind of looked like he was tracking him because he said he just kind of went straight looking looking so I just kind of followed him until we got to a dog that charged the fence and scared the bejeebus out of us oh no oh no now this is where i got slightly involved with this with finding out because you also posted on facebook so you mobilized your friends too to help look exactly that was another thing that was on the website it said okay let everybody know so i did put it up on facebook right after i had made the flyer so i posted the flyer and one of the people on facebook now being in the dog community i've had a lot of friends in the community who told me some of the things that i should be doing so one of them said make a separate Facebook page for him. So I made a Facebook page for him and made it public so that anybody would see it, could post it, and all my friends were actually posting that page on their Facebook pages as well. So that really helped. One of the things I liked about that website, that How to Find Your Dog website, was that it was encouraging, telling you, you know, your dog is probably not far. You'll probably find him within 48 hours, blah, blah, blah. So that was very reassuring. (laughs) Yes, yes, because you're just not thinking straight at that point. The fact that you were able to mobilize yourself so quickly, I think that's also impressive too. Well, it was very, very scary. I mean, Penn and I were out all night long. We were hanging flyers all night long. I couldn't believe how many people lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> you know your neighbors now. <laughs> it was like I was putting things about. We went back twice to run off more flyers to put them in all the mailboxes and hang them up. So that yeah, it was it was very interesting. So the first one of the other things they said to do was to call the um, animal control people. So unfortunately, both of them were closed when I at 10 o'clock at night so I still left messages and then I called I think I got two hours sleep and then I called first thing in the morning again to tell them about my dog and people were calling me in that morning and I was trying to set up people to come and look for the dog so we had started mobilizing the forces to go look for my dog because I hadn't found him overnight 
So I had a friend on the phone and I got, what do you call it? Um, one of those messages for somebody's on the phone. And yes. I never know how to do that. So I, yes. let me hang up and call this person back. <laughs> so I called him back and it was the animal control officer. And he says, I think I found your dog. And I said, Ugh. well, because I have poodles, I didn't trust that people actually know what a poodle is. <laughs> Yes. So I said, I had to see the dog before I could say, yes, it's yes. my dog. But he says he was running around on one of the busiest streets of my neighborhood and dodging between cars. It was very scary. Oh, that's terrifying. I know. He said he, he got him and he kind of caught him and put him into somebody's yard and closed the gate and finally got him. But he said, I said, well, you know, I was telling people not to approach him, to just call me. I said, because he's a little shy. And he says, well, I didn't see that flyer. But... <laughs> The animal control people didn't see it. All your neighbors yeah. know about it, but no. So he did finally get it, and he brought him to me. But that was like 14 hours later. Wow. So, mm, so it was a good experience in that I had so many people who were working trying to find him, but it was a really horrible 14 hours. Yes, I bet it was the longest 14 hours ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So looking back, and we're so glad that he made it back safe and sound, and thank you to Animal Control for doing that and to everyone for participating. But what is the thing that you think helped you the most in that crisis? I think, well, I guess it was a lot of the support that I got from people was very, very, very helpful, especially most people who've had that experience before finding out that there were a lot of people who had a lot of experiences. Unfortunately, one of my friends didn't end up good, but that was before we really knew a lot of things about what we needed to do about a dog being missing and knowing that Sometimes very close in your neighborhood is where they go, right. especially since mine's a little shy dog. He doesn't, and I think the only reason he ran off, I think if he ran into that dog that terrified us, that that's probably what happened to him because he wasn't too far from right that area when he was found oh. the next morning. But he wasn't far. He wasn't more than that, maybe a half mile away. You yeah. know, but there's a lot of. I found out there's a lot of ground to cover in that half a mile. <laughs> You went through a lot of uh, uh, copy fees for this. <laughs> Worth every penny. Worth every penny. Exactly. Is there some advice that you would give to someone else who finds themselves in your situation? Definitely to you know mobilize your forces. Now that we have the internet, the Facebook, and all these other social media, that's really, really very helpful. And people get the notice out. I was really happy to see the animal control responded so quickly yes. to it. So that was getting to call them was very helpful because I never even noticed that they're around when I'm with my dog. So. Right. We don't normally need animal control sometimes yeah. if there's a stray you know especially with dog people we'll just catch it <laughs> we'll try to catch it ourselves we yes. have leashes we I have mean, treats I have, I have done that <laughs> taking dogs to the pound saying he has a collar somebody needs somebody owns his dog you scan I- the dog please for the chip i mean especially in the dog community as you say we, we do that ourselves but mm-hmm. we don't often need animal control so it was really heartening to know that they were there for you when you needed them oh yeah and he just brought and it was so funny because i was sitting there and said where are you i'll come i'll come he says no i'll bring them to you and it's like really <laughs> so he brought my dog to my door, Aww. which I thought was really wonderful. And he was like, had my dog sitting in the front seat with him. And I was like, <laughs> I said, oh, you made a new friend, did you? <laughs> Kelly had a little adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really, really very sweet. And he kind of checked all my credentials and stuff like that when he got the dog here. But, you know, I just thought it was really nice that he would bring my dog to me. He said he never even saw the inside of pound yeah just kind of picked him up and brought him to me yes well that's wonderful well thank you so much for sharing your story i really appreciate it i'm hoping that this will help other people who find themselves in that situation Mm -hmm. uh this has been kathy evans on get positive results on pet life radio thanks a lot kathy you're welcome now when we come back i'll be giving you tips on what to do if your pet goes missing and what to do if you find a pet all on get positive results on pet life radio stay tuned We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned.
Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. We all love our pets, and when disaster strikes, we want to make sure they are safe. In an emergency situation, you have to be your pet's voice and have the correct information at hand for emergency personnel if your pet ever needs their help. The Pet Alert Emergency Information System was designed with and approved by firefighters as well as police to make sure that your pet is protected in case of an emergency. With it, you will have all the tools you need in order to keep your pet safe. The Pet Alert Emergency Information System is literally a lifeline to safety for your pet that provides all the right information in all the right places. Whether you experience a house fire, auto accident, medical emergency, natural or man-made disaster, don't let your pet be a victim. You need to be prepared. You are your pet's advocate, so don't let them down. Safeguard their lives with the Pet Alert Emergency Information System. Get yours today by visiting PetAlert.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teodi Anderson. And today, talking about lost and found pets. Oh, that sinking feeling in your heart and your gut when you find out that your pet is missing. It's just... It's just awful. So hopefully today's show will help you be prepared as to what to do should it happen to you. I hope it never does, though. And speaking of that, preparation is everything. If you've listened to my show before, you know I'm all about being prepared. And one thing you need to do now before this ever happens to you is make sure you have a good, clear current photo of your pet. I know some folks who've had their dogs go missing or maybe they were in car accidents and the dogs were flung from the car. They should always be confined in a car, by the way. But they only had pictures of their pet that were several years old. Or maybe the pet was a kitten or a puppy. And now the dog was an adult or the cat was an adult and there are no current pictures. So many of us carry gazillion pictures of our animals on our phones. I know I am guilty of that. But you want to make sure that you have a good, clear, current picture of your pet because you're going to need to make flyers. And I'll talk more about flyers in a second. Another thing you want to do to make a good practice in preparation is anytime your dog leaves your house, if you take your dog to the vet or to a pet supply store or out for a walk, make sure that your dog is wearing a collar with ID. You think that you start your regular walk around the block and nothing's going to happen to you and your dog will be attached to you at all times. But we know that things can happen. So make sure your dog is wearing a collar with ID tags. Cats the same way. Make sure they're wearing some sort of ID. They have breakaway collars though because cats have a tendency to lose collars. But you can at least try to keep one on your pet. Make sure it is a breakaway collar if you have an outdoor cat. Also microchip. Consider microchipping your pet. The tags are better because it's more visible but... Make sure that your pet is also microchipped. You can talk to your veterinarian about that. And as always, 
train your pet, especially your dog. Train your dog to come when called. When you have lost your dog and you're out in the neighborhood day and night calling your dog's name, you want your dog to come to you. I will tell you that's what happened with Finian. I didn't know when I went outside that somebody had left my gate open. And Finian is not allowed outside unless I'm outside. He is a papillon. He's a small breed dog. I do have birds of prey in the area. Birds of prey will take a small dog. So I had let both of the boys out to potty and Sawyer came running up and went back into the porch, but Finian didn't. And I called his name and he didn't come and I called his name. I said, oh my gosh, what happened to him? My yard is not, it's a big yard, but it's pretty open. There aren't any nooks and crannies really in my yard where he could have gotten into. So I immediately went inside. I went around the corner of the house and I saw that the gate was wide open. And that's when I got that terrible feeling. So I went running inside. I grabbed some chicken out of the fridge and a leash. And I went out the front yard and I started calling him. And I just went around my little neighborhood and I'm calling him. And he heard me and he came running. Oh, it was the best thing I've ever seen. His little feet were just pumping. Those little paws were pumping as fast as they could go. And he was running as fast as he could to me. And let me tell you, he got chicken. He got kisses. He got cuddles. Oh, I was so, so pleased. But that's because I taught him to come when called. And even though he was on his little walkabout and he'd been out there for five or six minutes and having a grand old time, and I live near woods, by the way. Oh my gosh, the things that could have happened to him. He came running when I called him. So please train your dog. Train your dog now. You don't want to regret not training them later if uh, you need it. So those are some preparation things you can do. So let's assume that the worst has happened and your pet is missing. Don't wait. Don't assume he'll come home in a couple hours. Oh, my dog will find his way home. No, no, no. Take action now. Don't wait. So many things can happen to your pet in a course of hours. Bad people can happen to your pet. Birds of prey if it's a small pet. Other dogs, loose dogs, loose cats. Cats get into fights all the time. So things can happen to your pet in those hours that you're waiting. So please don't wait. Take action right away. Search everywhere in your house and your yard. Check your closets, check the bathrooms, check the garage. Do you have a walk-in attic? Were you in and out of it during the day? Go in there and check too. Sawyer, my Belgian Tavurid, once locked himself in a bathroom. And by locked, I mean locked. He managed to walk into the bathroom, shut the door behind him, and turn the little twisty knob thing so he locked himself in there. That takes talent, my Sawyer. Uh, I got him out. It was an adventure, but I got him out of there. So when my dogs do that, every now and then Finn will get in a closet or something, they don't utter a peep. No, not a peep out of them. I'm very grateful that I don't have dogs that are big barkers. But once in a while, it would be nice if they were, you know, stranded somewhere that could let me know that I could come get them. But no, they're quiet as little mice. And um, so I have to go searching for them. So check your closets, check your bathrooms, especially if something's going on in the neighborhood, like a storm, maybe your dog's cowering in the bathroom behind a trash can or something. Did they accidentally get in the pantry? You know, did they follow in on your heels and you didn't notice because you were busy? Always check the nooks and crannies of your home. I will tell you with my cat that I had for so many wonderful years, he loved to hide. That's a cat game, too. They just love to hide and you know, come find me. And they play very unfair games of hide and seek because they're really good at it. But Sebastian 
purred like a broken muffler. He had the loudest purr of any cat I have ever known. It was wonderful. And so if I got really quiet, I could follow the purr and he would be like up on top of the fridge or I have cabinets in my kitchen that don't go all the way to the ceiling. There's about maybe a 16 inch gap there and he would go curl up in one of the baskets I have up there and he would think that was the greatest thing that I couldn't find him. But he always gave himself away because he was purring. I always used to crack me up. If you don't have a loud purring cat, you might have to go search a little harder than I did. Uh, like my dogs, I have to go search harder for them because they're, they're very quiet. Also think about if you have an outdoor cat, especially, could they have accidentally hitched a ride with a friend? I know people whose pets like to get in people's cars, whether they're their owner's cars or not. So did you have a friend visiting you earlier in the afternoon and maybe you haven't seen your dog since or your outdoor cat since? Did they accidentally hop in that car and take a ride? Or did you have any handymen over, construction workers, that they had their car door open, truck door open, and maybe your cat went and you know curled up there? and is now um, down the highway somewhere. So don't rule that out altogether too. The next thing you are going to do is call for reinforcements. Don't do this alone. Call your friends. Absolutely call your family, call your friends. You're going to need help with this. And the more people you have looking for your pet, the better chance to find them before something happens. So please call for reinforcements. Don't think you can do all this alone. Get out in the neighborhood and call your pet's name. Remember to listen. You can be so frantic calling your pet's name over and over that you forget to stop and listen to see if they're crying or if there's barking or if there's whining. Don't forget to listen. Talk to people you see as you're out there, kids in the yard playing, people working in their yards, neighbors chatting over the fence. Talk to them. Tell them exactly what's going on. Don't assume your pet would have always gone this way or gone that way. It is the great outdoors and anything could have happened. So they could have gone in a completely unpredictable direction. Bring treats, uh, bring a leash or a carrier uh, so you can contain them once you got them. Bring their favorite squeaky toys. Bring a shake can of treats. If your cat always comes running when you shake a can of treats, be shaking that can of treats all through the neighborhood. You might attract a lot of cats, but maybe yours will join them. Ask your neighbors if they will look in their yards for you or if you can go in their yards. And if you have other pets, bring them with you. Kathy mentioned that in her tale that that she brought uh, one of her other poodles with her. So if your dog has a best buddy at home, bring the dog. Not only will you be enticing the other dog to come to you because you have his buddy with you, but you're also leaving a scent. The dog that you have is also leaving a trail where maybe the missing dog will run across it and follow it home. So bring another pet with you. And it might be very helpful, especially in cases if you have a very shy or fearful dog that is very bonded to your other pet. They might be more likely to, to come when they're scared and frightened if you have another dog with you that's their buddy. Make posters. Keep it simple. You know, big lost dog, lost cat in really big letters. Include the date the pet was lost. Never assume that people will know what breed of dog you have or cat for that matter, even if it's a common breed. I had purebred Labrador retrievers and uh, people would ask me all the time, is that a lab? Yeah, Yes, that's a Labrador. And Labrador is the most commonly registered dog in the United States with the American Kennel Club. So don't assume that people will know. Just describe the dog. Medium brown dog, medium tan dog. Include the pet's name. People who call your pet's name might be more likely to get the pet to come to them. You know, so 
always worth a shot. Offer a reward, but don't state how much. Just say reward. If you're not able to offer a reward, that's completely understandable. But honestly, people can be opportunistic. And if they see the word reward, they might look a little harder. I hate to say it, but it's true. If, if people see the big words reward on a poster, that you're going to inspire people to look a little harder in their neighborhoods. Include your phone number. Make sure it's your cell phone number or a number that you can be easily reached at. Don't forget to make it large enough, all the print large enough, that passing cars can easily see it. Have you ever seen those lost and found posters at intersections? Some of them are so small, you don't have time to get out of your car and examine the thing. So make big, big letters, as big as, as you can see. Don't forget, too, that... If you live in an area of the country where you have unpredictable weather, you might want to put those flyers, if you just get a little 8x10 sheet of paper like you can run off on your home printer, put them in sheet protectors because that's going to help protect them when it rains or if it's really humid in your area. Some of that ink is going to start getting a little muddy and it's going to make it harder for people to read. So grab a bunch of those sheet protectors and just slide them in there and that's going to help protect them from the elements. Put them at all major intersections, hand them out to your neighbors, plaster them all over pet supply stores, veterinarians offices, those types of places where people are likely to report that they have found a pet. You can also make index cards, some smaller ones, some index cards with the same information and hand them out as you're walking through the neighborhood. Remember that you're not supposed to put anything in people's mailboxes. You can put it in the little newspaper part of the mailbox, but it is a federal offense to mess with someone's mailbox. So don't do that. But you can put them underneath people's welcome mats so they're sticking out or slide them into the door like you get those uh, menus. Local restaurants will sometimes slide menus in there. This is more important than a menu. We have to find our pet. So you can hand out these index cards. Sometimes they can be easier to hand out as opposed to a bunch of flyers. I would do both, honestly. At home, you can check your community's media websites, local TV, local radio stations. Sometimes you can place a lost pet ad, newspaper as well. Oftentimes that's free. Some of them have them, some of them don't. It's worth checking. Social media. Social media is wonderful. Launch a dedicated Facebook page, share it with all your friends, post on your page, get everybody motivated. Social media has brought home many a pet. Also look to see if you have any dedicated Facebook pages, any groups in your area that are already focused on lost and found pets. For example, here in Columbia, South Carolina, we've got Chasing Tails Pet Patrol. And most people have heard about it at this point. And if they find a pet or if they're lost a pet, they will go to this particular Facebook page and post. So if you just go into your social media site, if you go into Facebook, for example, and you do a search for lost and found and put your city and state, you might find a bunch of groups already dedicated to that. So that would be a really good place for you to advertise the fact that you have lost your pet. Get on Twitter. Get on Craigslist. Lots of people go to Craigslist and post when they've lost pets or post when they've found pets. And this sounds like a lot of work, and I know it is. And I know, too, that the people who listen to my show are dedicated to their pets and they're willing to put it in. But this is why I said for you to call in your reinforcements. Call in your friends, because while you're combing the neighborhood, you can have one friend on social media on Facebook and one friend tackling Twitter. Call your friends and get them to help you. There's a lot that goes into trying to find your lost pet, and you're going to need some help. And put your friends to work, because I know as a friend who's been in that situation, I, I wanted to help, and I, I wanted to know what, you know, let me know what I can do. And your friends are going to want to help you, because they love your pet too. 
You're going to call animal control, all the vet clinics, shelters and rescue groups. Again, get those friends to help, you know, do phone trees. You, know, you call these three vets, please. And, and this other person can call these three vets. I want you to personally visit local pounds and animal shelters. And I'm going to ask that you do it every day. You can leave flyers with them, but don't assume that just because you left a flyer that they're going to call you. Local shelters are overwhelmed with the number of pets that they get in. And they don't often have time to check flyers and cross-reference this. There's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of staffing. So somebody who meant to check it in one shift forgot to tell the person in the next shift to look out for your pets. So you need to go in person. Plus, again, not everybody knows what a breed is. Even people who volunteer or work in shelters and rescue groups. That's not always mean that someone knows how to identify breeds. Someone could have written down that your dog was black and white when it was really brown and white or tan and white or fawn and white. And so they're like, well, that's not the dog. And your dog is sitting right there. So go to the shelters. Go every day. You don't want to be a pest to them, but you want to find your pet and it's important. It may be that your pet is spotted a couple times in the area, but is not coming to you. And this can happen. It can happen when they're frightened, especially with cats. Cats are wired to be quiet when they're frightened. Now, my Sebastian would purr like a locomotive, but most cats are wired to be very, very still and very, very quiet. And that's why they're really good at hiding because they don't want to attract undue attention that could cause them danger. So if you have an indoor cat who got outside, he's likely to be hiding. He could be even nearby. So what you might want to do is contact your local humane agency or rescue group and see if they will lend you a humane trap. And you're going to put some really, really delicious food in there and hopefully you will be able to trap your pet. Because even the most well-meaning pet who loves you very much might be too frightened to come to you. And that's not unusual. So don't feel bad. It's not that they don't love you. It's that they're frightened and they're scared and they're in an environment perhaps that they're not familiar with, or there's a bunch of people outside calling their name and now they're freaking out. So you want to get a humane trap and see if you can't catch it. You might catch a possum. You might catch a raccoon, depending on what area of the country you're in. You might catch your neighbor's cat, but you might also catch your cat. And that is what we're trying for. Most of all, if you've ever found yourself in this situation, please don't lose hope. Please don't lose hope. Pets have been found ages later, ages later. And so there's always a chance. There's always a chance. So please don't lose hope and keep looking because your pet could be out there um, waiting for you as well. What if you're on the other side of that? What if you find a pet? Well, my biggest piece of advice is this. Please, please, please do everything you can to find the owner. Don't assume that the dog ran away because it was neglected or abused. Even if you find a dog in bad shape, because that could have happened after the dog got loose or after the cat got loose. Maybe somebody else intervened and did something to that. Or maybe they got into a fight with another loose animal. Or maybe they got trapped under a fence or something or in some sort of predicament that injured them. It doesn't mean that the owner did it to them. I have seen time and again posts from people where they have found a pet and the first thing they ask is, does anyone want to adopt it? Hi, I found this dog 10 minutes ago. Are you interested? in anybody want it? I'm like, well, how about we try to find the owner? How, how about that? 
as a concept. It just drives me nuts. What if there's a little kid, you know, crying himself to sleep because his Fido is missing? You're making it much harder for this child to find his dog because you're adopting it out or you haven't tried to find him. Maybe it's a senior citizen and this dog is its connection to all sorts of things and, and you're, you're depriving them of that. So please never assume that the dog ran away because it was unhappy. It's a dog. He could have been chasing a squirrel. Could have been chasing the ice cream truck. Dogs get away. And my friend Kathy is the perfect example of that because she is an outstanding pet parent and her dog got away anyway. So please, please, please do everything you can to find the owner of this dog. If you do find a a dog or cat, I want you to be safe. If they're frightened or scared, they can bite. So first and foremost too, I want you to be safe. If you're able to interact with the pet, if, you, if you've gotten hold of it and you're able to interact with it safely, check for ID, check for a collar with ID, uh, check for a microchip. Can't do that yourself unless you have a scanner. You can take it to most vet offices or animal control and they will scan it for you. Check for tattoos. Some dogs are still tattooed. You can check on the inner thigh of a dog and the inner haunch of a dog. You might have to pull away the hair, you know, spread out the hair to see it. Uh, Sometimes they're done in the ear. Notify the animal control and local shelters. I know you don't want to take the pet to a local shelter because you're afraid that the pet will be put to sleep. And that certainly could be the case, but you could certainly notify them and you could check to see if they have a record of anyone reporting that this pet is missing. Because if you lose a pet, that's one of the first places you're going to go is to the local shelter or local animal control. So if you find one, meet them there and say, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's, I found this pet. Is it yours? Go ahead and do flyers. Same information about the flyers. Include a picture or description. Check social media. Same tips, except in reverse. Here's the thing, though. You're in a unique situation because you are now in custody of this pet. I want you to be very careful before you turn the animal over to someone who claims to be the owner. And this is another dark side of human nature we don't like to admit and we don't like to talk about, but I think it's important. There are people out there who deliberately scan found pet ads and go claim to be owners, and they're not the owners. They sell them for medical research. They can be used as bait dogs in fighting rings. They have all sorts of terrible things. Or maybe they just want that dog. Maybe you found this cute little Yorkshire Terrier. It's adorable. And one guy promised to get his girlfriend a Yorkie. So he goes and pretends to be the owner. It's horrible, but it happens. I don't want you to cling to this animal so much that its real owner can't ever get custody back of it. But I want you to be cautious. A person who owns a pet should be able to offer you veterinary records. Say, here are the veterinary records for my pet. This is the last shot record that I have or at least a picture. Here's a picture of my pet on my phone. The people like me who carry hundreds of pictures on their phone of their pets, I could show you dozens of them. So I would have evidence, but they should have some sort of evidence. It is also perfectly okay for you to ask them for a picture ID for themselves. It's okay to say, all right, well, you say that you're the owner. Could I see some ID for you and for you to write it down? Somebody looking for their lost pet isn't going to be upset by that. They're going to be grateful that you have taken the care to make sure you just don't turn that pet over to somebody else. If they hesitate or if they start getting all huffy and they start giving you vague descriptions, that's a red flag. And I'm not so convinced that that pet belongs to them. So we've covered tips on what to do if you lose a pet, what to do if you find a pet. (laughs) Of all my shows, I hope you never need this one. But it's here for you if you need it. It's here for your friends if they need it. So please share. Once again, thank you so much for listening in. We've been talking about lost and found pets. 
I'm Teodi Anderson. If you'd like to contact me with your story about your lost and found pet, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anderson. You can reach me via email, teodi at petliferadio.com. That's T-E-O-T-I at petliferadio.com. And the website is getpositiveresults.com. Thank you so much to my producers for making the show happen. I'll look forward to chatting with you next time on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.